0: K news It's 11 o'clock on Benche, the top stories. Travelers who spend weeks in hotel quarantine face more time in isolation as officials rush to control cases of a mutant COVID variant. An elderly man is held on suspicion of, of, of killing a bedridden fellow resident of a care home, and in Indonesia, naval officials confirm that a submarine has sunk with more than 50 people on board. Travelers who checked into a Sai hotel for the 21-day mandatory quarantine are facing a further three weeks in government-mandated isolation as officials seek to stop the spread of a mutant coronavirus variant. Maggie Ho reports.
1: Officials are moving anyone who was on the sixth floor of the Ramada Hotel between the 4th and 7th of this month to quarantine. The decision comes after they confirmed that a domestic helper who checked into the hotel on arrival from the Philippines on March the 27th has contracted the N501Y variant of COVID-19. Health authorities earlier said that the family, which stayed in a room next to her, had contracted the same variant. The 38-year-old woman moved in to her employer's residence in Kennedy Road, Mid Levels, on April the 17th. Officials have ordered all residents there to take a test and have placed 60 residents into quarantine camps. Anyone who was in the hotel between March the 27th and the day she checked out, April the 17th, has been ordered to undergo a test. The order covers staff and visitors as well as residents. It's not clear how many of the hotel's 432 guest rooms were occupied. The hotel was charging $10,000 per person for a 21-day quarantine package, including meals.
0: There were two other local cases today, both linked to previous infections. They involve a 38-year-old man and a boy aged 3. There were no imported cases. A public health expert says the authorities need to be on their guard to prevent further spread of the N501Y variant. Professor Leo Poon from the University of Hong Kong said people can't let their guard down, even though the variant was detected quickly.
2: Colleagues from CHP uh, have already identified those contact, close contact, and tried to quarantine them as many as possible. So I, I think they have done a good job to try to prevent the spreading of the disease uh, to other individuals in Hong Kong so now I personally think the risk is low but what I'm saying is um, now there are so many countries have this very concern they continue to come to Hong Kong so we have to be alert and try to make sure that these people are free of COVID-19 before they get into the community.
0: The convener of the executive council, Bernard Chan, says it will be impossible to force restaurant staff to get vaccinated. His comments come as the government prepares to let vaccinated people enjoy a further easing of social distancing restrictions, which could see a return to business for bars, karaoke parlours and even banquets. But Mr. Chan says that because the SER's overall vaccination rate is still not high, the government will not expect all restaurants to serve only those who have been vaccinated at the start of the so-called vaccine bubble scheme. He also says the issue of whether restaurant staff could get vaccinated or not should be a matter between workers and their bosses. Police say they have arrested an elderly man living in a thun care home over the death of another man in the same facility. They said an 85-year-old man was found unconscious with facial injuries last night, and a security camera showed a 70-year-old man leaving the victim's room holding what appeared to be a pair of scissors. Superintendent Lam Hing Zhang said the bedridden victim would have had no way to defend himself.
1: In the home, elderly home, police also recover a blood stained scissors in an electric meter room, which is believed to be the weapon used in the case. Our lines of inquiries will include the relationship between the deceased and the arrested person, and also the physical and mental status of the arrested person.
0: The Indonesian military has announced that a Navy submarine missing since Wednesday has sunk. It had 53 sailors on board. Search teams have discovered debris from the vessel. The BBC's Rebecca Henschke reports.
1: Indonesian Navy's Chief of Staff, Yudo Margono says they found parts of the submarine alongside prayer mats near to where it went missing. He said a scan had also detected the submarine well below its survivable depth limit stating that with this authentic proof, we've been advised to declare the submarine sunk. The sub, with 53 men on board, lost contact shortly after requesting permission to dive during torpedo exercises off the coast of the island of Bali early on Wednesday morning.
0: RTHK, the time is coming up to five minutes past 11. A hospital in the Indian capital, Delhi, says at least 25 critically ill coronavirus patients have died because of a shortage of oxygen. It's said expected supplies arrived too late and were not enough. There have been urgent calls from other hospitals as oxygen supplies ran out. The director of one of Delhi's biggest hospitals, Lok Nilap Hospital, Dr. Suresh Kumar, says the situation is worsening.
2: We have large number of patients coming to the tertiary care hospitals, As we have seen that the smaller hospitals are getting closed because of the uh, supply chain issue of oxygen and more and more burden is coming on the larger hospitals. We have seen that every hospital is getting 200 to 300 COVID patients and all COVID patients are very sick, very critical.
0: Southeast Asian leaders have told Myanmar's military rulers to end the violent suppression of protests and release political prisoners. The message was delivered direct to the country's coup leader, who has attended the summit on his first trip abroad. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. ASEAN leaders had been criticised for inviting General Min Aung Hlaing to their summit just weeks after the
1: military overthrew Myanmar's elected government. After they met him, several leaders called for an end to violence and a return to democracy. They want to appoint an envoy to help resolve the country's crisis. Malaysia said Myanmar had accepted a proposal to
0: stop violence against civilians, but no details have emerged as to how it might work. More than 700 protesters have been killed in Myanmar since the coup, and some 3,000 have been detained. Nepal has inaugurated a replica of Kathmandu's historic Dharahara Tower that was destroyed in the 2015 earthquake. It was opened by the Prime Minister KP Sharma Ali a day before the anniversary of the disaster. Here's the BBC's Eletra Smith.
2: The Prime Minister heralded the opening of the replica tower by showering flowers from its balcony. Gleaming white with a gold pinnacle, its 22 storeys look a lot like a minaret, architecturally the same as the old one, but with a bigger diameter. The original was built in the 1800s by Nepal's first Prime Minister and was a popular attraction before its collapse. It now has two new lifts along with its traditional stairs, but the public will have to wait till November to climb them and savour those panoramic views of the Kathmandu Valley.
0: A group of volunteers have left a French cave after a 40-day experiment exploring the limits of human adaptability to isolation. The BBC's Emily Haller reports.
1: The 15 participants lived in the Lombrive cave in the French Pyrenees without clocks or any natural light. They made their own electricity with a pedal bike and collected water from a well. Led by the French-Swiss explorer Christian Clos, The group had to organise tasks without being able to use a measure of time to create deadlines. Instead, they had to rely on their body clocks and sleep cycles to structure their days. The scientists running the project say it will help them understand how people can adapt to extreme living conditions and respond to losing their frame of reference for time and space.
0: The Sports Now and tonight's English Premier League action is underway with Liverpool attempting to revive their top four prospects against struggling Newcastle in the early game. The BBC's Rob Schofield was there.
1: Liverpool won, Newcastle won. So Mohamed Salah opening the scoring after four minutes. He became the first Liverpool player to score at least 20 goals in three successive Premier League seasons. They tried to hold Newcastle at arm's length, but they threatened late on. Callum Wilson came off the bench, but was denied in the 92nd minute by VAR. His goal not allowed, only for Joe Willock to crop up minutes later, as he did against West Ham last week, to score winner and earn a point for Newcastle. So Liverpool miss out on the opportunity as it stands to make real headway in the race for the Champions League places uh, as Chelsea head to West Ham a little bit later on today. It's finished. Liverpool one, Newcastle one.
0: Relegated Sheffield United host struggling Brighton overnight. In cricket, Sri Lanka's Dimuth Karunartne scored his maiden double century as his side batted all day without losing a wicket as they seek to match Bangladesh's 500-plus score. Dananjaya Da Silva moved to 154 as the day ended. The home side ended the day on 512 for three at the end of the fourth day. That's still 29 behind Bangladesh's first inning score. And to end the news, the top stories again. Travelers who spent weeks in hotel quarantine face more time in isolation as officials rush to control cases of a mutant COVID variant. An elderly man is held on suspicion of killing a bedridden fellow resident of a care home. And in Indonesia, naval officials confirm that a submarine has sunk with more than 50 people on board. The news from RTHK.
2: people everywhere they could elevate above all fear in a perfect heart there'd be perfect love i'm still looking for it in someone
1: Stone, bringing us his perfect world. Are you going to be able to fit into it?